Welcome everybody this morning and uh, appreciate the great crowd we have and our kids up here and the songs they sing. Uh, it's 
two really good songs. I enjoyed them both. But uh, we don't have a lot on our heart this morning, but we're just thankful to be in the house of the Lord again. And just uh, the peace and comfort we have uh, being here and just seeing everybody. And appreciate our pastor and his wife being back this morning. We've missed them, but uh, we're excited that they're back. We just look forward to having a great day in the Lord and uh, hopefully uh, see some great things today. I'm going to ask Brother Lowell Thomas to dismiss us to Sunday school. Good to be in God's house, and uh, I'm thankful for everybody that's here. I told I told Jay standing, we were standing back there talking. I said, just one time, I'd like to see this house plumb full of people for Sunday school and on a Sunday morning. Uh, I said, as, as nervous as it make me to have to get up in front of them, I'd enjoy it. And uh, it tickled me. Well, I like to see the house full at church time, too. And uh, I, I told somebody one time, I said, if what I've got to say is important enough for me to say it, I want somebody to hear it. And uh, so, but uh, this is kind of a rough lesson this morning in a way. I mean, it's an easy, fairly easy lesson as far as just telling what it's talking about, but uh, our, our lessons for the last little while has been about the law and different, different things in the law, and I thought about the first chapter of the book of Psalm, it said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, or standeth in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he said, He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So, and, the, and that was talking about God's law. 
If, if we meditate on God's law, the Bible told us to study, to show ourselves approved a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that's, that's including all of it. You can go back to the, what we call the Mo, Moses law. It's God's law, really. He just handed it down to, to Moses. But we need to study all of those, and I've I've, uh, I've heard people say in the past, and I've not heard, heard this in a long time, but you used to, I, every once in a while, you hear somebody say something on the order, we don't need to study the Old Testament anymore, it's not relevant. And if you can't find Jesus in the first chapter of Genesis, you missed the point. He's there. And John, in the book of St. John, said these things are written. And he was talking about God's, God's book. He said, these things are written that you might believe and that believe and you'd have life through his name. And, and said also, if, if all the things that Christ had done were written in a book, I suppose the world, plural, wouldn't be able to contain the books. So... God, he, God just wrote down enough that we could believe. He gave us just, just what we needed to get us to believe and get saved. And uh, nothing more, nothing less. And God never did, and this is kind of off of the lesson a little bit, but God never did do anything on a chance or, or do something that was good now and wouldn't be no good later. What the Bible said, what God doeth, he doeth it forever, and he doeth it that men might fear before him. So, and, and the Bible said that God's word will, will abide forever. So, and so his word, his word starts out, before Genesis, we just got it from Genesis, but God God was in eternity way before Genesis. And uh, and he'll be he'll be in eternity way after the end of this world. And uh, and I'm gonna be there too. But our, our lessons in the twenty fourth chapter of Deuteronomy, starting at the tenth verse. And it says, when thou doest lend thy brother anything, thou shalt not go into his house to fetch his pledge. And, and that's, talking, that's talking about him putting up some collateral, I guess. Uh, anymore, you can't, you can't get a loan without some kind of collateral. And... Uh, but if you, was, if you was lending to your brother, it said don't go into his house to, to fetch his pledge. And the next verse says you, you just stay outside and let him bring it to you. And uh, so if he's, if he's putting up something as, as collateral, that's, that's up to him, more or less. But 
What this, what this is talking about is how we treat our, our brothers. And uh, the Bible tells us to love one another. And uh, the Bible, and, and I've quoted this several times lately, just since we've been in these, these lessons. Uh, so that, uh, the first commandment with promise, Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he said, The second is like unto it, thy brother as thyself. So, if, if I'm saved by the grace of God, and I am, then I've got the love of God down in my soul. And I, I, ought, to love, I ought to love my brother as myself. I, I ought to want you guys to do better than I do. That ought to be my desire. And uh, so I ought to do. If you need help, then I, I ought to help you if, if I'm able, if I can. If, if, if some of our people needs help, the church will help them. If, if we can, we try. And uh, so, so when that, when you lend to your brother anything, don't don't go into his house to fetch his pledge. Thou shalt stand abroad, and the man to whom thou dost lend shall bring out the pledge abroad unto thee. Now, <clears throat> if 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 we're trying to help somebody. Now, we as a church, and, and, and I've known some cases where different individuals have helped people. We don't, we don't help people expecting them to give it back to us. Uh, We try to we try to do the best we can, and uh, I've tried off and on through my life. I'll use me for an example because I know about me. Off and on through my life, I've tried to do the best I could. There's been times that that I didn't really try too hard, but when when I've tried. God's blessed me. Now, we get, we'll get down to that in this lesson, maybe. It's there, anyway. <clears throat> uh, if, if, we do, if we do our part, God's promised to bless us. Now, I've, I've heard people, I listen to some preachers on TV sometimes, Sunday morning after I get ready to come to church, and uh, every once in a while, one of them will get on uh, money and stuff like that. Not too often, but once in a while they will. And uh, tell you how great how great your finances are going to be if, if if you help them out or something. And uh, when when somebody says something like that, <clears throat> now I. I 
guaranteed everything we got come from God. If, if you got a bank full of money, God gave it to you. And if you got just enough to get by on, God blessed you with that. And when Lazarus was laying at the rich man's gate, God blessed him to be there. Whether we believe it or not. God put, God put Lazarus at the rich man's gate for the very job that he did to warn the rich man to flee the wrath to come. He, he was laying at the rich man's gate. Now, Lazarus probably never met the rich man. The rich man wouldn't have even known who Lazarus was if he hadn't been in the shape he was in. Sometimes people get sick, put in a hospital, so they can bump into somebody that works there or somebody visiting or one thing or another to let them know about Jesus. That's why we're in this world. That's, that's the only reason that I'm still here. And I, I do a pretty sorry job, but I'm here because somebody needs me to be here, and I don't understand that. God knows about that. That's his business. But if, as long as we're able to help somebody, and God's got a use for us here, he'll keep us here. When, when the time comes, and, and God's the only one knows about these things, but when the time comes that my usefulness runs out, so I'm going to throw something else in on that one. When my usefulness runs out, It'd be time for me to retire to my retirement home on the other side. Now, there's no, the Bible said there's no discharge in that war. And that's talking about the warfare that we're in right here. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. There's no discharge in this war. You don't get so old that you can sit down and quit. Some people seem to think there is. Now, we, we can, we'll get, I don't, I don't want nobody to misunderstand me. The older we get, the less able we are to do some things. I remember, uh, I'm Gene's grandpa, Leonard Mason, a lot of you know him. He'd come to church when he wasn't able. He'd lay down on the front bench. And he probably shouldn't have even been here. But he he done that, and it was it was a lot to people. And my grandpa, and I tell this all the time, he'd had he'd had a stroke or two and was in pretty bad shape. And uh, he lived down in Kentucky. We didn't see him a lot, but <clears throat> he was he was bedridden, wasn't able to do anything for himself. He could move he could move one hand. He, you go see him, and if he if he was at himself at all, he'd raise that. I believe it was his right hand. I'm not sure. But he'd raise that hand and say, "Ain't the Lord been good to us?" And uh, uh, things like that stay with you. And uh, so we, long as we've got a job to do, God will keep us at it. <clears throat> got a frog in my neck and can't get it out. 
And anyway, and if, if the man be poor, thou shalt not sleep with his pledge. In other words, if, if, if he's a poor man and he can't really afford to give it to you, give it back to him. And uh, uh, we don't need to... It, it, the thing of it is, if, if I'm trying to help somebody and I'm charging them money to help them, that ain't helping them much. Actually, probably hurting them in the long run. And uh, so, God God told us to do the very best we can to help our people. Now, by helping our people, we thank you. Uh, by helping our people. And, and that's anybody now, church members or not. You never know when you can just just some little thing would be a light to somebody, get them to come to our church, and God reach them and convict their heart, and they get saved. They, the the. As far as God's work's concerned, there is no little things. We're we're put here for a job, and is as and I use Terry a lot. Probably, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best pastors that ever lived. I don't want him to get a big head, but but that's that's a fact. That is a fact. And. Uh, uh, and I say all the time, this is the greatest church in the world. That, to me, it is. I've been here all my life, and I wouldn't want to go nowhere else. God's blessed us. and uh, But He's blessed us for a reason. And uh, there's been, all the, all the time, ever since, Ever since I was just about that high, I guess. When they started, when they started, and Kenny mentioned this Wednesday night prayer meeting, when they started this church, uh, having church in people's houses, and mom, mom took me to some of them meetings, and I remember one meeting, I believe it might have been at Dan Mason's house. I can't, I ain't sure really. But they was, they was a preacher preaching in two different rooms. They was having church in two different rooms. So, uh, but God, and them guys, them guys struggled financially just to build that little block building on Albert Street. And it wasn't much. If you look at what God's blessed us with now, that building wasn't much. But you look at what? what he put down in my soul in that building it's the greatest place in my life I love that song I can tell you the time I can take you to the place and I I can take you to the place where God saved me but the building ain't there no more we tore it down built another one 
the parking lots there, that's where the building was. And God saved what God put down in my soul in that little block building, that's eternal. That building was just temporary, and God's blessed us to move on. But this down here is eternal. It'll last just as long as God does. And I'm way off the lesson, I guess, but if we, if we do our very best to help people, it'll, it'll come back to us. Now that ain't that ain't meaning if I if I give somebody a ten dollar bill, God's going to stick a hundred in my bank account. That don't necessarily He can do that if He needs to. If I need it, I believe He'll take care of me, and He has. I don't know if I got time for that. Uh, David David said, I, "I once was young, and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread." And I was, I, I was raised poor, I guess if you want to call it that. I was raised poor. Mom and Dad both worked. But we didn't have a whole lot. But I never did go hungry. I never did go barefoot unless I wanted to. And uh, so God, God's blessed me all and. There's been a few times in my life that I've been out of a job. Uh, I remember one time I was, out, I was out of work for about a year and a half. But God blessed us. So he, he'll take care. It don't matter what your situation is. God, if, if you trust in the Lord, He'll take care of you. Now, that don't mean you're going to have everything you want, but... He'll take care of you. And there's some people, I'll throw this in, talking about give you what you want. There's, there's some people come to church here that's been coming here as far back as I can remember just about. And as far as I know, they're still lost. And I've been praying for them that long too. But just because I pray for somebody don't mean they're going to get saved. If they want to, they can. I believe I believe long as God gives me a burden to pray for somebody that he's working on that end and he'll give them opportunity. But if they don't want it, they don't have to have it. God's not going to force it on nobody. Same way with, I'll throw this in. This might sound a little odd, but if, if, I, don't, if I don't want to earn a living, God probably let me get away with that for a while until I starve to death. The Bible and let me read that. I want to get it right. Uh, in the in First Timothy, the fifth chapter, the eighth verse said, "But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel." That's pretty strong language. 
And I believe that's talking natural. If I just, and I'm not talking about people that ain't able to do nothing. I'm talking about people that are able that don't. That's what that's talking about. Then you turn that right around. If I'm able to come to, if I've been saved by the grace of God and I'm able to come to church and do my little part for Jesus, if I don't do it, that's talking about that. We need to, the Bible said, train up a child in the way they should go when they grow old and not depart from it. And if you're going to train them right, bring them to church. And we got, like I said, we got, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest church in the world, and it has been ever since I was a boy. And I can't, I can't say we ain't never had no problems, because I know better than that. We've had a few. But God's blessed us to work through them and made us stronger because of them. And uh, so God's, God's blessed us. And He'll continue to bless us as long as we're serious about worshiping Him and putting Him first in our life. If trying to teach Sunday school, and I, you know how I am, I, I don't think I'm very good at it at all. I'd love to see Blaine do it. But uh, uh, I don't think I'm the greatest at doing this job. But as long as God's got me here, I need to do the very best job that I can do. Even, even if it don't seem like much to me, my little bit might be a whole lot to somebody. Your little bit. And, and most of us think we ain't got a job to do or we ain't got much to do. But what little bit God gives us to do could be a great big lot in somebody's life. I'm, and I tell this all the time. I'm, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but... Uh, back back when I was teenager, 14, 15 years old, mom and dad wasn't coming to church. Or mom might have been coming now and then, but dad had quit. And uh, so I wasn't coming. And Edna and Austin come over to our house and uh, visiting her and mom's first cousins. And uh, they come over visiting. She got on me to come to Sunday school. She was the young people's Sunday school teacher at that time. And she got on me to come to Sunday school. And I finally told her, well, they said, yeah, they said they'd even come by and pick me up and bring me. And how can you, how can you refuse somebody like that? But anyway, I said, yeah, I'll go. So I got to coming to Sunday school. Of course, I had to stay till after church if I wanted to ride home. And uh, and the Lord got a hold of me. Make a long story short, I got saved. And if Edna hadn't convinced me to come to Sunday school, and 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 she even come to me when I was standing back when God was working on me. She come from over on this side of the church somewhere, 
come across the front, and I seen her coming, and I knew where she was going. She come to me and stuck out her hand and said, do you need to pray? And I come out of there, and God saved me. And our little bit, that may not have seemed like a lot to her, but it was a whole lot to me. I needed help, and God knew it. And I believe, I believe that God's going to send the help that every one of us needs right when we need it. If, if, and this is a great big if, He's going to send the help this morning that somebody needs if every one of us will do what God gives us to do. If He gives you a song or a testimony or something to say or you, you need to shout, then do it with everything you got. Because you, you never know when that's going to be the very thing that's going to move somebody out of the seat to the altar. And that's what, that's what church is all about. I don't even know where I'm at on this lesson. I've got... In any case, thou shalt deliver him the pledge again when the sun goeth down, that he may sleep in his own raiment, and bless thee, and it shall be righteousness unto thee before the Lord thy God. And he, he could sleep in his own raiment and bless you. In other words, you helped him. And uh, if we can help people, that's why we're here. Thou, thou shalt not oppress an hired servant that is poor and needy, whether he be of thy brethren or of thy strangers that are in thy land within thy gates. And we're not, we're not just here to help our friends. Now, we are here to help our friends, but we're not just here to help our friends. We're here to help anybody that God puts us in contact with. And... Uh, Have you, ever, have you ever been out away from the church house and away from a lot of people that go to church and get in a crowd and, and rough housing going on and so on and, and you think, well, there ain't, there ain't nobody here going to know about it. I'll just join in. Wrong. Somebody knows about it. All those people that are standing around, they may be in church next Sunday. Tell you what happened to me one time, and I, uh, me and a friend of mine, and I, I was saved at the time, and he wasn't. And uh, I done something that wasn't right, and uh, and he he knew it, he seen me, and that worried me for years, because I, I figured for sure he was he was holding that against me and he wasn't getting saved because of me. And uh, I, was, I was working at General Motors in Defiance and we was having a revival. And I'll throw this in too. That's the best revival I was ever in. And I've been in some good ones. But that was the best one. 
and I only got to attend the meeting one or two nights because I worked nights. But I worked off by myself, and when it got church time every night, I'd go up on, I had a big sand bin up over where I worked, and I'd go up on top of that sand bin and get on my knees right at church time every night and pray. And when I come home at night, first thing I'd ask my wife, who got saved? And, uh, and she'd tell me somebody every night about it. One night I'd come home, said, who got saved? She said, Oakley Webb. And that still blesses me because I thought I, I thought I was standing in his way. And Oakley got the real thing. And, uh, and I, if we're not careful, we can hinder people just as much as we can help them. And we're all human. There's a scripture, and I wanted to get this in this lesson. I don't even remember why I wrote it down. I, I was running reference and so on, and I, I put this scripture in here, but it's been on my mind ever since. In the, this is in the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes. Real familiar scripture. It says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Now, we use that a lot of times talking to young people, and it fits. It does fit. But I'm 81 years old, and I ain't going to get no younger. So it fits my life, too. So I, every one of us need to remember our Creator while, while we're able, Jesus told, told Peter one time, said, uh, one of these days you're going to get where somebody else, and I can't quote it, but somebody else will gird you and take you whether you wouldn't. One of these days we might get disabled where we're not able to come to church and we're not able to speak and we're not able to do much. We could get, we could get like that before we leave here. But we ain't like that right now. The ones of us this year, we're able to do our little part. And while we're able, the Bible said, What thy hand find to do, do with all thy might. And I can't quote that word for word, but there's no power and device and so on in the grave whither thou goest. When, when we leave here, our work's over. Now, I want, I want, I want everybody to understand this. What we do here is real important. We can help people while we're here, and we can help people after we're gone. I was telling you about my grandpa. When I think about that, that's still a help to me. Think about Leonard, that's still a help to me. These people that was in this church when I was a boy, and they ain't, they ain't hardly none of them here now except ones that was my age maybe. But they, they still a help to me. But what we do, our works is going to follow us. 
I think maybe that's in the 13th chapter of Revelation. I'm not sure about that. Now, I could be wrong about where it's at, but uh, our works are going to follow us. So it's important. Anybody got anything? Fifteenth verse said, At his day thou shalt give him his hire, neither shall the sun go down upon it, for he is poor, and setteth his heart upon it, lest he cry against thee unto the Lord, and it be sin unto thee. In other words, if you've got somebody hired to do some work, pay them when the time comes. And, uh, and I believe... And we were talking about lending at the start of this. And if if I borrow, if I borrow some money from any of you, and I I tell you, well, I'll, I'll pay you back as soon as I get it, or or payday, I'll pay you. I ought to do what I said. And if something happens that I can't do that, then I ought to come to you and let you know that. And try to fix it up with you some other way, but uh, I, we ought to we ought to pay our debts, be exemplary. Our, our church covenant says in our deportment, walk walk upright before everybody, not just when we come to church on Sunday. People ought to be when we go to work. If people think about it, they ought, they ought to recognize, like the people did back in the Bible, that the disciples had been with Jesus. I had a, I had a fellow I worked with one time, and uh, tickled me that he, that he noticed, but he asked me, he said, don't you never cuss? I said, no. He said, well, are you a Christian? I said, I try to be. He said, why didn't you tell me I wouldn't have been talking like that? And uh, so people people will notice. And, uh, and that's what we're here for. So, but now... We we use scriptures like the one I just quoted in, in in Ecclesiastes about remembering our Creator. We use them for different purposes, and most of the time, like I said, for young people. But it fits this, this Bible. Ever ever word, and I say this all the time, and I'll I'm going to quit. Uh, this Bible is a personal, and I want everybody to get that, it's a personal letter from God to me. Every word in it. Same way for you. It, it's an individual thing. Salvation's an individual thing. God's Word's an individual thing. It's written to each one of us individually. So it's a personal letter from God to you. So I can't read, 
I can't read these scriptures and say, well, that that fits so 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 and so. They ain't no count nowhere or something. That was written to me. I better I better judge, see where I measure up. And if I'm judging, Yeah, I thought the same thing when I read that verse. We ought to, that ought to remind us where, who we were and where we were and where he brought us from. And what we owe God. I, I, I was trying to think about that. And it's, beyond, it's beyond my imagination. Salvation, what God gave me, and I, I gotta quit. But uh, what God gave me when I was 15 years old is the very best thing that heaven's got. And I'm 81 years old now, been saved all them years, and it's been the very best thing in my life all them years. And I, I appreciate my wife and my family, and I love them to death. But what Jesus done for me is the very best thing that ever happened in my life. And I can go to heaven saying that, and I'm going to. I better quit. Appreciate your attention and your prayers and your comments.